Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited to bring you our next episode of On Friendship. This is really fun. We are here to talk about Christmas Under Wraps. It's going to be very excited. This was voted on by our Twitter feed. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Lisa's here. Hi, everybody. Thanks for voting. I love when I the people get to speak. <laughs> well, make sure you're following us at Hallmarkies Pod on Twitter uh, so that you can be part of when we have polls and other fun stuff. And what you might not know, Elisa, yes. is that this movie is the highest rated Hallmark movie as far as ratings ever. What? Number one. <laughs> So, so i'm not really surprised that it won the poll because it's very well loved and very wow. popular y'all yes. i learn something new every episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh this movie i think it is a very kind of classic hallmark christmas movie yes if you think about what a hallmark christmas movie is this kind of checks all of the boxes yeah are you and sure the what's the one with um jesse metcalf in it the country one that isn't the highest rated or wait you're talking christmas, christmas. movies only just okay. christmas okay so, the, the so top... no cookie crawl the cookie crawl no cookie crawl I it, know. it beat out the cookie crawl okay i know okay. <laughs> yeah and so you have in the top five of all time according to wikipedia so mm-hmm. yeah um you have Christmas Under Wraps, starring Candace Cameron Bray. Then you have Switched for Christmas, starring Candace Cameron Bray. <laughs> <laughs> and then number three is The Christmas Train, which was the Hall of Fame and had a bunch of stars. Number four is Journey Back to Christmas, starring Candace Cameron Bray. <laughs> <laughs> I should have guessed. And number five is A Christmas Detour, starring Candace Cameron Bray. <laughs> Amazing. And... When we were doing the rankings, I was all like, why haven't we done a Candace Cameron movie? It, <laughs> and seriously, four out of the five? Yeah. Dang. Uh, so we, it, it was it was too late coming. I mean, it really was. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, excited. so she is the queen of Hallmark for a reason. I love it. I love her. And uh, I've seen one of the four top five. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we'll have to work on the other four yeah yeah well <laughs> i i think i like this one i really do also like a christmas detour journey back to christmas is kind of bonkers it, there's it's it, it, <laughs> i kind of like it because it's so weird it's um <clears throat> excuse me it's about uh she she time travels from the 1940s what to yeah it's a modern time on a comet it's <laughs> true amazing okay yes. that is bonkers okay that's the next yeah. one <laughs> bonus episode elisa watches candace cameron yeah. time travel on a comet <laughs> be a new you start a new youtube channel elisa watches <laughs> candace cameron bray <laughs> oh i have ideas big yeah. i have ideas rachel <laughs> yeah i think it'd be a big hit <laughs> you're inspiring uh, me <laughs> So Christmas Under Wraps, this was from 2014, and I think that like 2012 to 2015 was a really good time for Hallmark Christmas movies, because it was before they really like 
ballooned out to like mm-hmm. you know 40 movies they were doing like 10 <laughs> so like, usually remember when i only watched 10 and now i don't know what happens between november and january yeah <laughs> yeah it's so like many. a blur yeah. you all yeah, but- are so busy and so i mean it's great and there's so many movies to watch but i that's a huge difference yeah there's let me see 2014 uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Wow. They had thirteen Christmas movies that year. And <laughs> I, you could have finished you could have wrapped that up in a weekend. You're- yeah, I know. We'd be done by uh by the end of October, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but really there were some great ones that year 2014 one starry christmas is really good the nine lives of christmas is a fan favorite uh then north pole and it it is nice that that year they were still sort of embracing santa claus and christmas magic Mm -hmm. and uh the uh there's one that i really dislike called the angels and ornaments (laughs) I love it when you do that. You're just like, there's one, and you think you're gonna be like, oh, there's this one really cute one. And you're like, here's one I didn't like. <laughs> it was really I like that you don't just play up to like everything is good. Not everything no, is good, and no, that's the role of a no. critic. Good for you, Rachel. Oh, thank you. Wait, which one uh, is it? So I can watch it. Uh, Angels no. and ornaments. Okay, I, it has this uh, grandpa angel that I think is <laughs> not my favorite. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if I'm on board with that. <laughs> Uh, but then there's also uh, One Christmas Eve, which is really funny. Uh, Mrs. Miracle is that uh, year, which was really good. Christmas at Cartwrights. I mean, it's just a really good year. So yeah. anyway, uh, this uh, I think is emblematic of just the quality that they were doing for a long time. And then uh, I still defend them and think that they have a lot of quality movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there is something that almost all of the the movies from like if i see something is from 2014 or 2015 i'm like ooh, but it's a good one (laughs) (laughs) i love that yeah so that's kind of sort of the backstory of this movie to give you a context but can i just say something about that Mm -hmm. that was amazing you are so knowledgeable and this is like (laughs) you remember the movies i'm like i don't remember what i did yesterday and like this is amazing and like i know you know stuff that's not the thing it's just i just like to point it out as someone who knows nothing i feel like you're very informative and knowledgeable and i imagine that is a large reason why people listen to you and this is amazing i love it Oh, well, thanks, thanks very much. That's very like, kind. Bring this girl on. She doesn't know anything. We'll wow her. We'll wow her well, with our knowledge. Well, I mean, thank you to Wikipedia for your helpful, <laughs> helpful. <laughs> you make me look but good. you remember uh, the movies. You're like, hated it. That one was cute. That one was funny. Yeah, that one was yeah. bonkers. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so, well, Christmas Under Wraps. So, overall, what did you think about the movie? Did you enjoy it? Well, okay. So, now there's a lot of pressure knowing, A, oh, no. that listeners, like, voted for it. And then, B, it's, like, the most favorite christmas highest ratings yeah um i liked everything except for the santa thing at the end oh okay (laughs) and 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 we can you know you can convince me i'm willing to be swayed but i was just like 
because it felt so grounded in all these other ways. And then this felt so like uh, magical. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I didn't think that fit. But I'm also an outsider. I grew up on Lifetime. So we're cynical. We're like, there's no Santa. If there's a Santa in your house, you're getting robbed. Okay. Like that's (laughs) lifetime for you. So I think it might be, am I too cynical? Is that like the cherry on top that everyone enjoys? Um, Yeah. But I I, I really liked the story. Otherwise, I still liked that character. You know, like I thought the casting was really great for this movie. I enjoyed all the side characters as well. Billy and Wyatt, yes, please. Can we have a spinoff? Um, and and any children listening, guard your ears. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Oh gosh, I've ruined everything. Just and kidding. this was the last time I was ever heard on Hallmarkies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so I I can see that. I totally can. I I think for me it feels refreshing because you just don't get the Christmas magic anymore. So it's like, yeah. Oh, I long yeah. for the day when they used to do things like that. I mean, the closest that we get is in maybe something like in the evergreen movies there, mm-hmm. you know, there was, a, there's like a little allusion to it, Yeah, but uh, I kind of miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it. It does kind of feel a little out of, out of nowhere. So I can understand that. Well, I mean, I um, think there's things where you're like, wait, is he supposed to be Santa? But like yeah. she's like not happy about having to go to this residency and stuff. So like there, it just seems like I was like, she just needs to be whipped into shape in Alaska where they don't need to worry about all these things that she worries about in Boston or wherever. And yeah. and I was just ready for all the people to change her. I didn't need Santa to do it as well. But I, I mean, I guess if it's a Chris, I mean, okay, I'm looking at our screen right now and this is Christmas under wraps. The title makes sense now. <laughs> well, so one funny thing about this movie is that it was all filmed in Utah. It's not filmed in Alaska, obviously, but the whole thing was filmed in Utah, which I'm from Utah. People don't yeah, know. You're like, <laughs> so this home. was this was Utah pretending to be Alaska. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times we get Vancouver pretending to be New York, but this is Utah pretending to be Alaska. <laughs> and it is obviously not in Alaska. There's, I mean, I've never been to Alaska, but I'm pretty sure that Alaska isn't that bright and that, uh, that free from snow in the middle of the winter in December. And, well, you know, like right. people are, people barely have like a scarf on. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but then they were judging her scarf choices. I know. They? The only yeah. thing I have to say is I feel like I saw, and this is the lifetime person in me. I feel like I saw a movie was Robin Williams. This might also be a spoiler, but it was like a serial killer movie where it was just like, it was like daylight for like 22 hours of the day. And I thought it took place in Alaska. Is that not a thing? No. I thought that they didn't have very much light in okay. Alaska in the winter that, uh, but I think it's in the summer that they have all the light. Oh. I could be wrong. I don't know. My... Alaska. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know. So if you are a listener from Alaska, please fill us in. We yeah, need to know. Please correct us. We do not want to do you any harm. No. And according to the IMDb, uh, which I don't know how accurate that is, they said, it says, it says in IMDb, it says the movie takes place in December at a location north of Anchorage, Alaska, 
there's too much sunlight during the day. For instance, when Dr. Brunel's alarm goes off at 6.30 a.m., it should be dark. The room is flooded with sunlight. So, who knows? <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It really it doesn't matter at all. But I just feel like everything... They should have, like... I mean, I've seen enough episodes of Ice Road Truckers that, like, <laughs> need lots more layers and need more clothes. Well, and I was like, who's wearing heels in that? When she finally got the boots, I was like, now I'm on board. <laughs> who's going but, to Alaska, like, in pumps? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying Alaska folks are like, we just never wear anything that, uh, you know. Yeah. Heels but I just or whatever. This- but on the way there and in an airplane and you've never been yeah. there before. Put on some boots. <laughs> but I think this just checks off so many Hallmark boxes in the fact that it's about somebody falling in love with a small town. Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, obviously, a romance. You have your your man with many jobs who's like good at everything. <laughs> you have, which is classic. Sorry, have, but, oh, it's just kind of cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and... Uh, you have your you have a little bit of Christmas magic. Christmas makes everything better, and uh, and so I know I think it checks off a lot of boxes. I, I I'm curious for your thoughts. So it starts out the movie with her. She has put all of her eggs in this basket of getting this uh this uh fellowship, yeah, uh, like a residency kind of thing. Uh, where her father got his residency, got his start as a surgeon. And so that's been her dream. She's a big planner. And we've seen that a lot in a number of these films we've talked yeah. about with kind of planning versus spontaneity kind of a thing. And and so she has it all planned out. And her mother is very concerned because she doesn't feel like she's, uh, she, that her daughter is is kind of creating her own path mm-hmm. and her own ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and you work in a college setting where yeah. you're advising students on a regular yeah. basis. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you feel about that kind of a thing? Do you, do you think that, I don't know, what kind of advice would you give to this character? Do you think, well, it's fine for her to have a plan and it's mm-hmm. good for her to have a plan, but also it doesn't necessarily need to be the same plan as her father. Yeah. What do you think about that dynamic? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a great question. And um, well, first off, I would say at my university, you know, shout out to all the advising folks, because there's advising at different levels. And I primarily advise communication majors and minors. And mm-hmm. so what I would say to this person is, this is what I say to all students. And I think students who come to me wanting some assistance with what to do in life or what they should do next. And she is much more, I have a plan person. And, Mm -hmm. um, and certainly she's in, you know, medical school and doing the residency and so on and so forth. So she's a little bit older than undergrads. Um, and so they might not always know what they want to do, but I always tell the students, what is best for you? What do you want to do? What is going to make you happy? What is going to be, because sometimes you get students who are enrolled into majors because that's what their parents want them to do, or they will enroll in majors because they'll make the most money that way. And there isn't necessarily anything wrong with that, except that if you only go to work for money, what does that mean? Or if you are going to do something to please another person, like how long in that job will that last? And and I think it is a privilege and a luxury to say that when people say that they love their job, right? You know, <laughs> not everyone says that. Most people wake up and they're like, oh, God, yeah. another, another day, <laughs> right? Um, 
But my advice, well, first off, I wrote in my notes, I was like, you only applied to one place. <laughs> yeah, there is sort of this idea that like backup plans are for suckers kind of no, a, a, of an idea. plans are but, smart. But and... I think that you need them. I think that yeah. uh, that that just because you know that you have a backup plan yeah. shouldn't make you work less hard yeah. to get your number one spot. Um, it should just, you just need a backup plan. Because- yeah, I had a, I had a couple issues in it and it could be part of my professional opinion, but it also obviously personal, but I had like issues with it because when you only go for one thing, you could be setting yourself up for failure. And it was like a crushing blow to her. And like, yeah. I'm going to bring up Scott, too. Like, I get what Scott was saying, but you never invite anyone out to dinner and then break up with them at dinner. Like, that's not how you do things because she thought she was about to be engaged to just like in Legally Blonde. And I'm like, why are you why are you folks, Scott and what's his face from Legally Blonde? Why are you taking someone out to dinner to be like? I'm breaking up with you because if people yeah. think that that's a way to like butter someone up or make them feel better. No, nah, that is not it. No. But I also like, I get Scott, like she wasn't just her plan included him, but it wasn't a plan together. So yeah. she's so hard bent on this plan that she has to have. And it seems like something that her dad was pleased with. And maybe she's pleasing her dad, but her mom seemed a little concerned. Like, you can be a doctor, but you don't have to do it the same way your dad did. That's still pretty awesome because you're a doctor. Yeah. And like, how do you know that's exactly what you want to do if that's always been, she's so planned that she's never trying anything else out or experiencing anything else. And, you know, sometimes those experiences shape, like the way I thought I'd be a teacher 20 years ago. Is that math right? ish okay yeah. <laughs> to now is uh-huh. completely different and it comes from teaching at Michigan State at Penn State mm-hmm. at Mansfield University which is a teaching school and the other ones are research schools and then teaching at Central I had the opportunity to learn from other people students teach you a lot take professional development yeah. and if I always had a plan right like I always make this joke in class so 12 years ago uh, this month around the state, I had a job interview at the University of Tennessee. And let's say that was my one plan, like Candace Cameron, hooray. Well, I'm still waiting to hear whether or not I got the job. Because <laughs> I did the two-day interview on campus and never received a letter, email, or phone yeah. call. And maybe I'm not trying to put down, I mean, Tennessee's a great school, the department's a great school, and, you know, they're probably like, she figured it out. <laughs> Or maybe someone forgot or whatever. It's fine. It's still funny to joke about in class. But 12 years ago, I was crying my eyes out thinking this was my only job that I'd be able to get. And if I stayed there, what would I be doing? Versus like, you have to pick up. You have to keep going. There's going to be other opportunities. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. You can put your eggs in a couple different baskets. And then you might have lots of choices. And then you can choose something that's like, super what you want to do <laughs> yeah so, yeah, yeah really i had true. lots of issues at the beginning i was like oh what did rachel get me into i 
I was taking notes like on my phone. I was like, and then I'd move over to my laptop, open up my notes there, got something else to say. <laughs> well, she has to learn. There's a character arc here. And she starts out. And I, <clears throat> I guess it's interesting because I started out like the first half of my life. I was, I was a planner in that I, I was going to go to BYU. I was going to you know get my degree at BYU. That was the big dream. And, and then I did it. And then I was kind of like, well, what do I do now? I have no idea. And it was really hard. And I ended up, <clears throat> I ended up in, you know, making some not the best choices because uh, I just didn't know what to do. And I just kind of, well, I'll take this job. And then I was stuck in this job that I hated. And, and now the, the sort of the second part of my life uh, has been kind of in a gig type economy type of work yeah. where yeah. I I have my part-time job. I have my podcast, uh, you know, that I'm trying to work into, you know, regular income I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it, it's kind of like, I don't have, I mean, I have career goals, but I don't really have career goals. My goal is just every single what's coming up next week. Yeah. What's coming up <laughs> next month. What, uh, <laughs> remember and, when I said, I couldn't remember what I did yesterday. Yeah. When I wake up tomorrow, I'll look at my calendar on my phone and be like, Oh, this is what's going on today. <laughs> yeah. But like literally it's okay. Here's on the Rachel's review side. Here's the move. I got to, you know, Ryan, the last dragons coming up next month. Yep. I've been thinking about that. Um, and then on the, on the uh, homework side, thinking about spring fling and, Ooh, and, uh, yeah. you know, start all, all those kinds of things. And it's, it's how I'm able to get so much done yeah. is that literally I just think, okay, here's, here's my day. And I divide it into units. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like, uh, in, in about a boy when he talks yes! about oh my god that's exactly time. what i was just thinking but i didn't know if i should say it as an example oh yeah. my god <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i live my life and uh, it's how i'm able to get so much done is that I've pretty much every hour of my life is either sleeping or eating and then everything else is something yeah. to do with some aspect of of my of my work and uh whether it's writing or watching or yeah. uh recording or interviewing <laughs> or whatever and so i don't know it's just interesting because i i can't really relate very much anymore to that kind of career uh yeah long-term well, planning because and even in my in my job that i have for my part-time job that i do uh, it it has continually evolved. Right now, I'm basically a full time uh, or part time blogger for the yeah. company I work for. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was I was doing something totally different, and yeah. so it just keeps changing. And uh, sometimes my boss will say, uh, "What are your What are your goals for the year?" And I'm just kind of like, uh, "I don't know." <laughs> How are um, things changing? My, you tell me. <laughs> my goal is to keep you happy and to do whatever is required. <laughs> that is my goal. Well, here's the thing. Like, as I listen to you talk, I feel like I have to amend my previous grievances with Cameron, Cameron, can't, gosh, can I say her name? Candace Cameron Bure, because when I was in college, I didn't plan anything. I didn't even plan. I didn't even plan to go to college. Like, it wasn't that I wasn't going to college. I just didn't do all the things that you see in TV and movies. And I guess in real life, what people actually do. And yeah. I ended up going to community college. And then I was like, well, I like this communication class. I guess I'll transfer to Michigan State. Oh, we're in a I, recession. I guess I'll yeah. stay here. Okay, well, now I guess my career path is a professor. 
And so I didn't yeah. plan anything. And I'm telling my seniors about this, like, okay, my biggest mistakes is this. And then I'm listening to you and I'm like, yeah, Rachel gets a lot done. Maybe Rachel needs to <laughs> train you on how to be organized into these units so that I can get more done. <laughs> I think it, I think it's it, things are really changing a lot. I think a lot yeah. more people are kind of living on the gig economy and they're, yeah. they're even people that are professional like doctors and, and lawyers and things like that, I think are, are moving away from because you can work from home because we need to work yeah. from home at this time. Other things like that, the idea of sort of locking yourself to the corporate culture of mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're doing, I think is, is changing. And, uh, uh, in a lot of careers and a lot of, uh, uh, uh and it, it is, I just, I love it. And, yeah. but anyway, getting, getting back to the movie, the, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the breakup scene, I think is really weird because <laughs> he says to her, he says to her, love is inconvenient. He says, you're checking off a to-do list. Love is inconvenient and I want you to feel something. And I don't think <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily agree. I don't think that love needs to be inconvenient. Yeah. I think that it can I think there are times where it just it's natural. It's a fit. It yeah. works. It's what the way it's supposed to be. Oh, and you know Scott. it. And, and I don't I think like it needs to be like difficult. <laughs> I feel like he found the lyrics to a song or like a, <laughs> like a card in a card shop. And was just That's like, so true. this it's just seems like the right message to give now. And like, I agree with him in that she is checking it. Like when he said, it's your plan, it's not our plan that I'm on board for, but yeah. this sort of like, it needs to be inconvenient and so on and so forth. Like, why does it have to be hard? And additionally, like yeah. historically in terms of love, like if you think about men and women's romantic relationships, men had more of a luxury to look for relationships because of love. Whereas like women might've been looking for, uh, you know, not only a husband, but a father, a, a provider yeah. and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, I'm like, okay, Scott, with your luxuries <laughs> and privileges. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of sound like a, <laughs> it does sound kind of like a John Bon Jovi song, doesn't it? <laughs> Love's inconvenient. <laughs> it's an 80s ballad of heartbreak. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, um, so she ends up finding out that there is this. She doesn't get, the, she gets dumped. Then she doesn't get the fellowship. So it's a tough day to be, uh, uh, whatever her name is. Candace Cameron and Bray. Candace Cameron Bray. I think her name is Andy in the movie. Is no, that was his name. Oh no, that's <laughs> his name. Billy. No, what that was, was the name? nurse. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't remember her name. Lauren. It's, it's Candace. Her name Karen. is Lauren. Yeah, she so, was oh, do you know how many times tough... they said Dr. Lauren Burrell? And <laughs> we could not remember that. That is so funny. The, the Yeah, so CCB was a tough day <laughs> for her. And uh, <laughs> Uh, but she's edged out because of the out of the box thinking of the uh, of the other applicant who had done the Doctors Without Borders. It's not exactly so, out of the box thinking. I feel like I, know, I don't think it's really that much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and, wow, that is a really rigid box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so she doesn't get it. But there is an opening at Garland, Alaska. And she's like, well, that's out of the box. And I do think it's actually way more out of the box than oh. Doctors Without Borders. 
But she, I feel like when she first does it, she's like, oh, this is how I can check my box. And then that made me feel like gross about it. Cause I was like, oh, Alaska needs their, you know, Garland needs their doctor. And it's, and then the dad was like, oh, you only be there a couple of weeks. And why is her dad doing so much to help her? I was like, mm-hmm. maybe let her figure it out on her own. Yeah. Let's keep well, the it, nepotism it, it, and other connections. <laughs> Well, he's not way. really helping her all that much. It seems like yeah. <laughs> he's, he's making her feel like he will solve the problem, but That's but not fair. really. And uh, but anyway, so she goes to Garland, and I did think it was pretty funny when she, he, she meets Andy <laughs> there at the uh, airport, and uh, she's like, "Where's where's the car? Three hundred miles north." <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> They probably would tell her that she has to take a small, you know, com- uh, commuter plane yeah. to the town, I would think. Oh, puddle but, jumper is what I remember those being called when you have like those little, even yeah. smaller, like you're like, oh, I'm flying out of this town to go to Chicago. Here, it's basically yeah. a bike with wings. <laughs> those <laughs> those planes make me so nervous because, so I mean, I, I know I, I've only been in a glider plane at uh, one time i got so sick yeah it, it is there's nothing it's not even comparable to any kind of commercial plane which i never i don't get sick in those very yeah. rarely but yeah. uh woo, <laughs> a glider plane it was Ugh. it was bad it was bad but anyway so th- this is a fake town of garland alaska they made it up uh it's not real oh, uh, but i kind of want to go to that <laughs> diner and I but, like the hospital. She's like, I have to go for rounds. <laughs> and like, it's a house. Calm down. You know, it's not really a, a hospital. It's, I mean, I guess they have people staying overnight and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it seems like just a uh, doctor's office. Yeah, really. it's like Virgin River, but maybe a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it, it is. And you have this, uh, this big business in town called Holiday Shipping. It's very, very, very sneaky, and of what is going on there, and (laughs) and uh, they they say she says I would have loved that as a kid, holiday shipping and all the Christmas, and and he says only as a kid, Mm. Uh, yeah, first clue. (laughs) I also I love in these movies how uh, if you get a fancy coffee order <laughs> you are not good it is a, <laughs> I'm like, the only way that a fancy coffee order is good is if it's like peppermint yes or like some kind of christmasy with sprinkles yes. or something like yes. that then that's like okay but uh but if you if you come into a store and you order a latte ooh. <laughs> We you are in the trouble. Like, yeah. you better like your coffee black. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in this town has heard of non-fat milk. That is <laughs> unheard of. <laughs> well, here's the like, thing. What? Like, so yeah, it starts out, right? It's like, she can't get her latte coffee. And then, like, before she leaves, her mom's like, you're going to have to get winter clothes. And she's like, I'll just get it when I get there. And I was like, you're going to Garland, Alaska. What are we talking about there? And it's like a store that has everything clothes food yeah. etc right but when this I saw- store has sweatpants and jeans <laughs> now, i was like i'm interested but <laughs> when i saw the holiday or christmas shipping or what's the place called 
holiday shipping. I was like, how can't she get stuff there? Like all of her online orders get canceled. But I was like, there's a shipping place right in town because Lifetime Elisa wasn't up on the red flags or the clues that they were giving that Santa Claus is in Garland, Alaska. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. And we, her very, in her very first conversation, she's told, when you grow up here, you learn that making plans is a waste of time. So that's, that is, again, such a hallmark theme of yeah. come to the small town, you fall in love with the small town, and you learn that your big city ways are foolish and should be abandoned. Well, what was the line they kept saying? That's Garland for you. That's Garland for you. Yeah. That's right. And... <laughs> And so then you get, she meets Billy at the, that's the nurse at mm-hmm. the hospital. And there's four other employees mm-hmm. and uh, Billy uh, is friends with a guy named Wyatt. Uh, mm-hmm. And he is the local florist, which I'm very proud of Garland for, for having, a, a, having enough to support. They never heard of non-fat milk, but they have a florist. That's what I was like, where do those flowers come from if Amazon yeah. can't get there yeah. with Candace Cameron Bure's clothes? Why? Yeah. Where are these flowers coming from? And I'm like, you're round. I mean, I can understand because they have uh, a lot of growth in 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 in, uh, in Alaska in the summer. Do they? Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> um, but uh, but. I uh, I mean I don't know about flowers, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it pretty that, funny. Like, it's so cute. The like why it was like delivering all the flowers, so everyone who gets like admitted or you know like the the rumors of the small town or the information of the small town spreads like wildfire, and then there's why yeah. with flowers. <laughs> I just admitted that person. Oh, well, you know, that's mm-hmm. Garland for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I loved the whole Billy and, and Wyatt. Super cute little side romance. I just and... liked all of the, like, the, I liked Billy as, like, like, that was the closest thing, I think, besides Andy that Candace Cameron Bure had as a friend there. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it was like the town were her friends, you know what I mean? Like, yeah all the people there and that was really cool to see like they were so welcoming her and that even though her weird beverage at the coffee shop was something bonkers they still were gonna order the fat free or the low fat milk for her and I was like see that's that's cool that's like looking out for your people and I and I loved that so you got Billy and then you have Wyatt, a potential well, it's just always love. fun to have like a cute little side romance in these movies. Yes. And uh, here's the question though, Lisa. Did you know that just because you wrap something around your neck, that doesn't make it a scarf? <laughs> <laughs> I think they should put that on a pillow. That uh, and I, I laugh when line. she's like, she's like, it's a pashmina. You mean a page whatcha? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's a fancy scarf. <laughs> And so, yeah, they get her hooked up with the right kinds Oops. of jeans and with the with the a sweater <laughs> and, and uh, a couple sweaters and a uh, and a proper scarf, which really didn't look that different. I no, guess the one was made of wool and the other wasn't. Here's the thing: it, except for those boots that she had on, everything else just looked like like one level up. It did not look like. Right. It like I, not- when I think of. 
when I think of Alaska, I think of like I said, ice road truckers with their like giant, you know, puffy <laughs> coats and stuff like that. Here's the thing: I don't know if I know enough about Alaska to judge about the temperature, but they kept saying that it was cold, and I was like, "That sweater is so thin, <laughs> and that yeah. jacket is doesn't look warm enough." And this is coming from someone who lives in Michigan, and I'm telling you, Ooh. no. <laughs> That's like that's a hard no. You need many layers. Yes, that's many true. layers. I lived, in, I lived in Indiana, up uh, of northern Indiana for a while for winters, uh, so I can attest to that. But uh, but anyway, so Andy, it turns out he used to be an architect in Seattle, and she's just mystified by how could you leave Seattle? <laughs> Seattle's so great, and he's like, well, uh, I I liked. I like being home. And so now he's the town handyman. And and like I said, classic man with many jobs. Because that's like the ultimate contrast to the man of business. Yes. The man of business is the villain in most Hallmark movies. For Scott. the most part. <laughs> yeah, Scott. And <laughs> three lines that came from a John Bon Jovi song. <laughs> yeah. And um, and whereas, whereas the man of many jobs he is just like great at everything and isn't tied down to business. And, and, uh, and so you see that, uh, and this is just a great example. He's like the electrician. Yeah. He's kind of a quasi vet at times. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's helping his dad with the business. He's, he's picking people up. He's the chauffeur. I mean, he's everything. He was making and some wood Andy sign Man. with her name on it outside yeah. the, the house hospital. Like mm-hmm. he was, all, he was, she was like, you're everywhere. <laughs> it's like, and that like, is the archetypal Hallmark hunk yeah. is your man. Who's like great at everything's going to like take care of you is really like loves Christmas. Loves, <laughs> loves you. Of course. <laughs> loves his family. That wow. is the Talk dream about boat. checking boxes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, thought I, was, I don't remember seeing him in a movie before. I, we, I have never seen anything else with okay. him either. I, I liked him. Like, yeah. he wasn't the hunkiest hunk I've seen on Hallmark's No Offense guy who played Andy, but I thought, <laughs> like, I I thought yeah. he, he, this other thing is like, y'all have to come in and you got to handle yourself across from CCB. And he, I thought, did it. Like, I enjoyed it. I, I yeah. liked him. I was Agreed. like, that's Garland, Alaska for you. It's going to be Andy. And <laughs> I thought, yeah. like, they were good together. I liked it. When he got her roses and he had the explanation for it, I made a note and I said, good job, Andy. Because she had gotten all these flowers from people around town at the house hospital but no one had gotten her roses. He checked with Wyatt to see, and she had told him in a previous conversation about stopping and smelling the roses. And I was like, dude, yes. I do appreciate that they didn't go with opposites attract uh, enemies to lovers in this one. They pretty much are, are interested in each other right away. Well, she's kind of snooty. Which is nice. And he kind of is like, well, that's Garland for you. <laughs> yeah, very, like, maybe the first conversation. But yeah. pretty early on, they're interested in each other. He asks her out. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, when he I first saw that. her, like, he was shocked. I think, like, oh, my goodness, this is the new doctor. Yeah. I thought, like, what I was thinking, he was like, oh, she's beautiful. That's what I thought right away. So I think he liked her right away. And it might have taken her 
a day or two, but then I think she was on board. And yeah. once she got her black coffee at the shop, maybe I think things started to kind of turn around. Yeah. She yeah, met Santa so. before she knew it was Santa. <laughs> yeah, he's eating that Frank is eating cookies for breakfast. Very scandalous. But Another what I would have clue <laughs> very much and then you have her scene when she goes to visit go see dinner at at frank's house you see the uh there's like a mysterious elves around right yeah what was that that was kind of like <laughs> horror movie creepy i was like what is happening i was like is someone about to jump out and like grab her that was that Okay, I kind of got like, has anyone told you you look like Santa? And then he's eating cookies. And okay, but the yeah. creepy kids running around? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, them, those the are core? the employees. And you have the, uh, did you like the, uh, the, the guy who comes in who hurt his hand with the hammer? And what was it's that like, about? wow. And then he brings out this like little tiny hammer and he's like, it's a toy making tool. Mm-hmm. Too much information. <laughs> it's that great was like a and serious then, injury i was like oh my god what did yeah. you do with that hammer yeah. <laughs> well we just want to take a break from the show just to have a little check-in before we go on in the show so we actually want to talk about our sponsor for this week um better help uh in 2021 it's definitely okay to talk about your mental health about your happiness humans aren't meant to keep everything inside it can make us sick and therapy helps but what is therapy exactly it's whatever you want it to be maybe you're not feeling motivated right now maybe you need some tools to help maybe you've got stress insecurity problems in your relationship um aren't not dealing well with things going on in your life and that's what therapy can be and whatever you need don't be ashamed because normal humans struggle and they start to feel better and that's okay. It's good to start to feel better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers you video, phone, or a live chat session with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. The good thing is BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Hallmarkies podcast listeners can get 10% off of their first month of better at betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Hallmarkies. Then you have Rudy hurts his leg and can't walk. He, she's freaking out. She goes, and Rudy is, of course, a reindeer. Or a caribou. <laughs> or a caribou. And it's really cute. I think it's hilarious. But I'm also and... like, I would think that a place like Garland might have a vet, so... Or it would have been cute if Andy was the vet and she was the doctor, but it was like a big case, so he needed her help. I got rewrites, Hallmark. Let's re-release it. 
I think, and she's just trying to figure out is this, you know, what is this Christmas town? What's going on? So fun. And I loved how, as soon as she saves Rudy, everyone is just like every room that she goes into, everyone just stands up and claps. Yeah. Yay! Is that, wait, wait, is that what she got the flowers? Sorry, I, I talked about that yes, out of order. She got the she got the flowers and uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. and uh so yes, then he Andy comes and invites her on a midnight picnic in Northern Lights. And this is when he tells her Seattle was fun, but Garland is my home. Mm-hmm. I always knew I belonged here, and he loves being the town handyman. So there you go. And uh, and we get a pretty early kiss in this movie yes. with the Northern Lights. That's so that's pretty nice pretty, setting. Pretty exciting, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, they, it's funny because they keep dropping hints of like this is the busy season, and, <laughs> and Frank Frank needs to to be available on Christmas Eve for the festival, quote unquote and uh she's just like why do you need to be like everything's closed on christmas eve i'm like come on you're uh. hey listen it's a shipping company i'm like they're probably still busy it's like the postal service those poor folks were out there delivering stuff at eight o'clock at night being sure everyone got all their packages (laughs) like yeah i'm still like i kind of get the hints but i'm not i'm not exactly picking up what they're putting down every single time (laughs) And then, so then he takes her, Andy takes her to go get a tree and they have a tree decorating scene, which is cute. And because uh, in this, uh, in this era of Hallmark movies, they were very kind of snooty about <laughs> natural trees oh. that you don't see it quite as much since Balsam Hill is, is the sponsor, wow. but that was like a big, like, uh, the, the, uh, the, if you were a, a kind of a bad person from the city, you had a fake tree. <laughs> Um, and even worse, if you have a like a silver or like a white tree, that's that's whoa. Well, really I don't bad. have that. I do have a fake tree, but I also rent, so I'm always in the business of not having a real tree when uh-huh. I rent because I don't want anything to burn down. <laughs> sure, right, yeah. And I mean, I just can't by myself deal yeah. with a a, a real yeah, tree. That's they're too, too heavy, work. and they're they're too for me by myself. But but anyway, and. So that that's a cute little sequence, though. And then she goes to do a house call, an office call to Frank. And, and she overhears them talking. And how will she how will she accept the news? And I really like this girl and all this thing. She's like, Scandal is yeah, what she I thought mean, was happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Christmas news. And I wonder if he will start to, like, grow once he takes over the family business, if he will start to grow like a white beard like that. Oh, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I thought but, Santa was Santa forever. <laughs> I mean, he's having all these health problems, so. Oh, no. Uh, well, stop being co- yeah. But Santa's supposed to eat cookies. It's where he gets part of his spirit from, right? Yeah. The I mean, you think at least on Christmas Eve, he would be like free from calories. <laughs> you know i don't know how the magic works i don't, don't either clearly me. i didn't even notice all the hints my life is not full uh, of magic uh so then uh you have uh she finds out that she got the fellowship after all Boo. and and she says 
I can't imagine like just throwing all that hard work uh, away and, and all that hard work and preparation. So and he's like, for me, would you throw it away for me? And uh, it's like, I don't know. And, and that's something they've definitely kind of moved away from. I mean, this is not too bad because she has a, a, a good option in Garland, mm-hmm. right? It's not like she's choosing the man over career like she's just picking a different career than she thought that she would take so i think it's fine in this case but they definitely are kind of moving away in hallmark from that whole um well i'm gonna abandon my job in the city and be with you my high school boyfriend kind of thing (laughs) they're moving away from that which i thank you yeah (laughs) i think that's good and but here it's it's pretty good and and she says i love to stop time so i could be here and still go and uh, and so is she, that something she, that uh, Christmas shipping can do with their magic? Yeah, their, maybe their little I, hammers I and so. whatnot. <laughs> yeah, and so he, he's going to take her to the plane to go back. On their way, they find out that he has had that Frank has had a heart incident. Mm-hmm. So they head back, and she says, "Sometimes our plans don't work out for the better," and. Uh, and then we also find it that Andy's now ready to take control of the family business. <gasps> no, it's because you're uh, turning into Santa. It becomes yeah. the Santa Claus. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He's going to grow a beard like Tim Allen. It's the prequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Origin story. <laughs> uh-huh. And she says, I think staying in Garland makes me happy. And she and Frank says, I need to be off for Christmas Eve. Get me out of this hospital right now. And and so uh, he is there at the festival and then is off to do his work. So it's very exciting. And says, Garland doesn't have doesn't have uh, everything I need when you're not here. You have to be here. So then they end up happily ever after. And she's decided to stay in Garland. And uh, he's going to be, so she's going to be Mrs. Claus. <laughs> and it's very exciting. Well, <laughs> and she was, better learn how to make cookies real quick. Well, at the end, like, like the first part when I thought it was the end, I was like, so wait, is he Santa? And then you see him like flying off in the little like sleigh or whatever. But at first I thought they just hung it on like a cliffhanger. Like, we're not going to give you a definitive answer. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they never actually like. I mean, say, say like this is Santa, but like it's obviously like he needs to be out on the twenty fourth. They're making all the toys. I mean, yeah. it's the family business. So that's Garland for you. <laughs> that's Garland for you. And uh, so yeah, I think it's a really cute movie. I I think if you want to watch just an archetypal Hallmark mm-hmm. Christmas movie, this is a really good choice. It's got it's got Christmas. It's got. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, uh, city girl coming to the country, uh, falling in love with small town life. You've got mm-hmm. a festival. You've got lots of cookie baking and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no cookie crawl, but whatever. <laughs> no cookie crawl. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you have just lots of those tropes of the genre. And CCB is the queen of Hallmark. She does a great job. I do love her, loved her ever since the original Full House, and this has finally got Rachel (laughs) to show me one. I know, I'm so late. But 
I, I liked, um, what I liked about it was that it focuses on her and yes, there's romance and that sort of thing. But like, sometimes I think too much it that takes over or the romance uh-huh. is the whole story, but it was about the town and yeah. I just loved, and I, I would love to see more of like that community. And I think, um, the evergreen movie we watched had some of that in there, um, yeah. But one thing I will say, from my fresh and blends, I had two thoughts. One, when Billy denies that her and Wyatt are not a relationship, she's like, no, we're just friends. And I take offense to that because there's <laughs> nothing wrong with being friends. Yeah. There's nothing just That's about true. it. But also, like, everybody, including you and Wyatt, know that you're into each other. So just stop lying to yourself. Yeah. So. That was the first one. Number two, I also feel like when we go through life, like these big decisions to make and we plan and we have goals and that sort of thing. And the only thing that we really see with like her doctor side of things prior to Garland is a couple of like her classmates. And I just want to be like, are there no friends telling you to like apply for something else? Or what about this? Or did you think about that? Mm-hmm. CCB. It's just mainly her parents. Exactly. And- and you see that she does the surgery, yeah. uh, the appendicitis, the pachydectomy at the beginning. And uh, she talks about laparoscopic surgery and how, mm-hmm. uh, and, and which I can relate because I've actually had that surgery. <laughs> I can relate to that. But um, my appendix first, uh, <laughs> I was like, please help people with appendicitis. <laughs> it was not but, fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is quite, I think it is a pretty big difference between uh being a surgeon and being a family doctor but uh but yeah no i can see that uh that she was just so focused maybe she didn't really have time for 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 friends or didn't have a lot of friends i don't know but they definitely maybe make time for those and i bet if we went back to garland alaska and she has maybe that's part of their yeah, maybe that's part of the reason why her mother's so concerned. Yeah, I'm with her mom on this because maybe if we were to go back to see like a, a sequel to this, for example, like they go back to Garland, I bet that she is like really good friends with Billy and maybe another nurse and then the mm-hmm. woman at the diner. And like, here's the thing for such a small town and for like not having lattes and stuff, there are a lot of young people walking around looking like it was like salt lake city or something like you said i was in utah but like there are people yeah. looking fancy and i was like hey there goes someone you can be a friend with oh that girl looks like yeah same age go talk to her <laughs> i was like trying Definitely. to friend matchmake while she's walking down the street in garland yeah. but overall i did like it clearly i probably need to watch it again to catch up more on the christmas magic and that's exactly like you said this is sort of the archetype, like this is the one that you want to watch. Um, and now I need to look out for that because I apparently just don't have enough magic in my life. <laughs> well, and I, I, it was really fun to watch a holiday film off season. I just Did you love... get enough? <laughs> I, no, I still, it, it makes me so happy. Yeah. I was having kind of a, you know, not the best day. I wasn't feeling yeah. great. And yeah. I, I put on, uh, put on, christmas under wraps and i was like oh it's so happy it's so great it did make me feel <laughs> there's very something happy. special there's I... something very special about watching these movies off season it's 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 really fun 
Well, ever since you invited me to watch movies with you, uh-huh. I can tell you that I see a difference between how I feel when I watch Hallmark or Hallmark adjacent movies uh-huh. than I do when I watch my usual standard whatnots. <laughs> right? Like yeah. feeling so stressed. And then there was like a Saturday night relaxing. where I watched like two of them and I was like, why do I feel so like comfy and and yeah. cash and happy? And I was like, Oh, because I'm not watching stressful true crime or watching the news. I get it now. <laughs> yeah, it really is relaxing. It's uh, it's it's just a fun, uh, fun way to kind of unwind. So there we go. That's our thoughts on Christmas Under Wraps. It's it's a fun little movie. And uh, so let us know what you think of mm-hmm. Christmas Under Wraps and put it in the comment section or on Twitter. We would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. And, and so Elisa, where can people find you and your podcast? Yes, you can find me at Dr. Elisa Lucas on Twitter and elisalucas.com and then Best Forever's Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Best Forever's Pod at Gmail. That's where you can find me. Great. Yeah, you should all definitely check it out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check all of that out. And also uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give all of our podcasts, please give them thumbs, uh, please give them your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our uh, patron group, which is a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And we have watch alongs and other fun stuff. So check that out. And then also check out our merch store, which has tons of Hallmark inspired and other movie inspired merch. So take a look over there and thanks again. And we'll wish you all a Merry Christmas in February. Merry <laughs> Christmas in February, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>